Hello and welcome to the Lawn and Landscape Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Miller, an associate editor with Lawn and Landscape Magazine. Before we dive into the show, and it's a good one, so stick around, we wanted to provide a quick word from our sponsor. Missing equipment? Unexpected breakdowns? Crews arriving late? Questions about whether services were done? With LinksUp, you can avoid these headaches. LinksUp's GPS solution is like having an operations manager watching over your business. With driver safety cards, after-hours alerts, dash cams, and more, LinksUp is the easy way to monitor your equipment and crews, anytime, anyplace. LinksUp has a special offer just for you. Head to go.linksup.com lawn. That's go.linxup.com lawn. Visit LinksUp today to get happy customers. Okay, back to the show. For this week's podcast, I talked with Ed Laflamme of The Harvest Group. If you've ever attended a trade show or networking event, chances are pretty high you've met Ed. And if you spend enough time with him, you've assuredly heard him talk about recruiting and retention, two buzzwords in an industry that's long been struggling with a labor shortage. How do you recruit good workers? And just as importantly, how do you keep good workers? Well, for starters, let's look at how you start. What does your onboarding program look like? And if it's not up to snuff, how do you make it better? Ed and I cover that and more in this week's podcast. Well, Jimmy, my name is Ed LaFlamme, of course, and I'm from Connecticut. I've lived here most all my life. And my in my first life, I was a chef. And then um, I transferred it to a second life, and that was landscaping. I did that when I was 23 years old. And I celebrated my 50th year in landscaping this past April. Oh, congratulations. Uh, yes. It's been quite a journey. You know, you mentioned it yourself uh, that you were a chef in your past life, right? But, you know, the thing that we're going to talk about today isn't just applicable to the green industry. It, it really can be used across several industries, and that is onboarding programs. Um, so let's just start here. What is an onboarding program, um, and why are they so important? with a 
company, they want to know, number one, they're appreciated. They want to know if they can learn, if this is an area they can learn, and that potentially this could be a career. That 10% figure, I mean, that sounds so small to me. And yet you're you're telling me that this is so essential to employee retention. Why is that number so small, do you think? Uh, I think most companies are, you know, in a scramble to to do the work. Owners are not focused on it, not until they have serious problems. I would say um, most landscape owners they're so focused on getting the work and getting the work done and getting the right equipment and, and trying to create systems in their company, it just becomes an oversight. They, they forget that this business runs on people. It's all about people. As, as you mentioned before, all businesses are pretty much the same. They all function on people. And the larger the business and the bigger the business, the more they realize it's about people. I tell my clients when I first meet them, we start talking about people. I tell them, did you realize we're not in the landscaping business? They look at me weird. I say, we are in the people business doing landscaping. So you have to focus your attention on everything that, that involves your people. And one of the most important things is how the person starts their job. How, how are they onboarded? Because it means everything. And one lesson that I think is really important is what's the person's first day like? Mm -hmm. When they come to work, do they have their, their uniforms ready? Uh, all of the things that you know, would say that they were being expected there are a few companies that they take their picture of the of the person, usually before they even start the first day. And then they have the picture with a welcome sign so all the people can see that they're going to be starting. They're, when they come in in the morning, they're not ignored being told to, you know, sit in the corner. And we'll be with you in a few minutes, which is usually a half an hour to an hour. Instead, they're greeted and they're, they're welcomed, they're introduced to people, they're shown around, and they're made to feel important and respected. And I think that's really, really important on a person's first day, especially the crew members. Seems like paying attention to the small details is really essential in building a good onboarding program. What other elements are necessary to include? job if it's a if it's an account manager manager salesperson that level then they should have all their things ready they should have all their gear set uh, perhaps business cards a vehicle assigned credit cards if they're supposed to have a computer assigned to them they should have a computer keys alarm codes their cell phone a camera if that's going to be required uh, some some uh, jobs require you know, hands-on material like a soil probe? Do they have an email address? You know, take an interest in them. And that way they'll, they'll be encouraged to stay. 
when you work with companies that don't have onboarding programs or, or bad onboarding programs uh, that they do have, how do you convey the importance of onboarding? You know, how do you convince companies that they need one? Usually they have a problem and they're not even realizing it. They, they, they hire people, they come to work and they don't show up the next day. And, and I, I ask them, why do you think they're not coming back? And then we get into the onboarding. Were they onboarded properly? And the answer is always no. So, you know, usually the evidence speaks for itself and the problems they're having. And then I say, if you want that to stop, all you have to do is create a simple program. It doesn't have to be elaborate, but it's got to be detailed. So you have to cover certain points. It should be written so that the managers are covering all the points. And by doing that, then the person, again, will feel respected and want to stay. You know, uh, I've got to mention this to you, Jimmy, and I, I, I've been talking to my clients about it. You know, on the West Coast, there's been three or four clients that have taken us up on it, and that's to create a video onboarding program. And this all begins before the person's hired. In other words, onboarding actually begins before they're hired, not just when they walk in the door for the first day. And then if they do it right, the video will be really powerful because what the video should contain is the owner talking about the, his vision or her vision for the company, what they want to build, okay, what they see in the future. The second thing is, the mission. What's the mission of the company? Why do the people come to work every day? And the third is the, the value statement, the values. The values the company lives by. So if, if that's conveyed, now that can be conveyed live, but if it's a substantial company, then the owner or managers have to go over that over and over and over again. But if you put it on a video, it can be done once and it can be done just perfectly. So that would cover, first of all, as I mentioned, the pieces that build really solid, positive culture, vision, mission, values. Then they can talk about what's expected of a person. And they can even have employees who have been with the company a long time and they can be interviewed in the video. That's again, really powerful. If, if uh, predominantly Spanish people are, are going to be hired, then they could speak English and Spanish on the video. Then they could be, be shown the various types of work the company does. In other words, the videographer would go into the field and show these, the, the uh, person doing it all the different types of work, whether it be mowing or planting or pruning you know, or lawn applications, all of that can all be demonstrated. Also, there could be a cross-section of the jobs that the company does. If it's a residential company, then they could go to three, four, five different residential homes and just give an overview of what these homes look like. Because we're, we're part of that. Landscapers are part of that. That's, we forget that, that we make up a, a, a big part of the way you know, people live because we really enhance the way they live because we're landscapers and we enhance their property and they, they, they like to come home at night 
and enjoy their property. And we're part of doing that. So the, the new the new hire needs to know that, that it's more than just cutting grass. And then as part of that too, uh, they can be shown, again, as I mentioned, what's expected. I, I think that's important. So that, that can be shown through a, a quick review of the employee handbook on the video. Now, you know who's really great at this is uh, Disney World in Florida. Before people are hired, you know, on on the interview process, they have job fairs, they put everybody in a a studio. Of course, that's Disney, right? Right. And they may be 300 people, 400 people in that studio, and they're going to show a movie. And that movie could be 30 minutes or more long. And at the end of the, the movie... About three quarters of the people leave because they go over the rules. They can't have visible tattoos, and their earrings have to be within a certain size, and they have to have the hair a certain way, and they can't have beards unless it's shaped a certain way. You see, and they said if if that's you, then it's best that at the end of the movie you leave. So a lot of people leave, but that's what they want. They want those people to leave because the people that are going to be good employees for the company will stay. Communicating clearly what you are looking for as an employer sounds pretty good to me. Um, You know, for Disney, you know, to be able to have all those people walk out and leave, um, I I don't think it's an indictment on what Disney's doing. I think it's more so clarifying, hey, this is what we're looking for, and just being upfront and honest about it. It seems like it's not just, you know, onboarding doesn't need to be just a retention tool it sounds like it's a great recruiting tool as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I only know one landscaper ever in the last 50 years that had an incredible onboarding and orientation program. One, and he sold his company for megabucks and, he's, and he, he, left, he left the industry and retired. And, that's the, and he was about a, about a 20 minute video that he produced. And it was just fantastic. And I've encouraged my clients, you know, all the harvesters have talked to the clients, but they just never, what do they say, get around to it? Right. And that, that get around to it never happens. What, what made so, the video so powerful? What, what made it such a good program? Well, because just as they mentioned, he, he went through all of the, he, you know what he did? He starts out by saying when he started in business. And then he talks about how much he loves the business. And you can see the passion that that he speaks. And he talks about how difficult it was in in the first years of building the business, but how proud he is of it. And then he talks about his vision for the business, what he wants it to accomplish in the next 10, 15, 20 years. And he goes into his mission and the values that they live by. It's just really powerful the way he conveys that. And you know, it made a big difference in his hires and made a big difference on his onboarding program and the longevity in which all those folks stayed with the company right till the time he sold it. Okay, so you've already heard some great ideas on what you can implement in your onboarding programs to make them better. In a minute, we'll get to what you should avoid while onboarding new employees. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. People expect lawn services to screw up, showing up late, not doing work, leaving the gate open. 
A good service is like finding a great babysitter. If your customers know they can trust you, they'll brag, and that's great for business. Show your customers how reliable you are with the LinksUp mower tracker. Prove when your crews arrived and left, plus every place they touched on the property. No arguments about bills, just happy customers leaving happy reviews. LinksUp has a special offer for you at go.linksup.com slash mower. That's go.linxup.com slash mower. Happy customers start with LinksUp. So all of that is the good, right? We've we've I feel like we've gotten to flesh out a little bit this idea of what a good onboarding program looks like. Let's talk a little bit about the bad because you know, you mentioned 90% of landscaping companies either don't have one or their onboarding program just isn't very good. Um, what are some of the common mistakes you see landscaping companies make when creating these onboarding programs? Well, I would say, I don't know if I'd call them mistakes. I think they're, they're the ones that are trying to onboard people properly. I think they're doing a relatively good job. They, uh, some I know, some of my clients have a program that takes anywhere from two to four hours. They, they have the person, first of all, they show them around, they welcome them. They don't expect the person to even work the first day. They, they'll, they'll have them come in and review everything, sign all the papers, and they, they go through all the materials, especially the handbook, the employee handbook. They make sure that that person understands the handbook. They will sit them at a desk and put that handbook in front of them and let them read it. And, and they'll come back in like half an hour to an hour, ask them if they want a cup of coffee or beverage, and, ask, and then review it with them. Make sure they, they get it. Because most handbooks, if they're, if they're legit handbooks, they're pretty long. There's a lot of laws in there, but more importantly, there's a company policies. For example, not smoking in trucks. What happens if you come in late? What happens if you're not wearing your safety equipment? That type of thing. So they want to make sure that this is all conveyed to them. So that generally can be done in a few hours. And the other, the other uh, uh, I think, suggestion that I would make I'm just deviating slightly here, Jim. But one thing I would I would uh, say is very important, especially for crew members, even formative crews, is to create a buddy system. So that if the person that's hired has a question or problem, they don't necessarily have to go to a manager to get the answer. Or if they have a problem, they can go to this person for advice. And it's better if it's a peer. It doesn't have to be the foreman they're working for. It could be another foreman. And some companies, they have designated foremen who work to train the different people. So this way, they have like a buddy system. And if they have any problem or any questions, they go to the buddy. And the questions are answered, and they do realize there is a career. Now, when I talk about career, I have to talk to you about career ladders. This is like really important because just like other professions like the police officer, fire, fireman, or in the military, you start out as a private, go 
to a sergeant. Uh, you see, there's a ladder of that you can climb. The, the landscapers need the same. They need to to see if they start in the bottom. They need to see a way clear on how they can climb in the company, have more responsibility, and make more money. Right. Now, on these career ladders, how, how specific do you recommend getting with employees? Like, um, you know, I, I've talked to companies in the past where, you know, they've actually said, hey, if you do X, Y, and Z, you'll get promoted to this position. If you do X, Y, and Z, you'll get promoted to this position. I believe they should be detailed. Uh, they should have their own set, their own job description. They should have a qualification statement with it. And it should be specific on what that person needs to learn in order to accomplish everything within that that position so they're qualified to move up to the next. So it should be detailed out. Okay. And it should, there shouldn't be gray areas in it. And they, they should know exactly what they have to do. And then likewise, the company needs to take the, re, take the responsibility to help them Climb the ladder. How do they do that? With training programs. So they need, once you create the, the, the career ladder, you need to create a parallel set of training programs to help them climb that ladder. So I'll give you one example. Suppose the career ladder says that to go from Gardner 3 to a Foreman 1 position, you have to have a driver's license because many today don't have driver's licenses for many various reasons. We have to make the assumption that the person wants to get the license. As we know, it's not difficult to get the license. But in many cases, especially with other cultures, they're afraid to ask. They know what they need, but they're afraid to ask. They're timid, they're shy. So here's where the company comes in. They need to talk to that person and explain what needs to be done and then help them do it. They need to help them get set up into a driver's school so they can you know, go to school and learn how to drive. And maybe they need rides to get to the school. Usually they don't because the schools will pick them up. But just to get it started out, just to get the ball rolling, the company needs to take the initiative. Once they do and the ball's rolling, then the person will be much more likely to follow through. And then guess what? They'll get the driver's license. So to recap, Ed, it sounds as though a lot of the onboarding processes and, and subsequently you know, the early training processes, it all comes down to details, and respect, um, you know, making the employee feel valued right off, right off the bat. Um, is there anything that we haven't already talked about that you think is essential for landscaping companies to know, you know, about their onboarding programs? Yes, I would say uh, something that um, my partner Bill came up with is the uh, the ten fifteen report and. It's a real simple deal. It's where you just take, um, you know, 10 minutes to talk to a person and then uh, they, you, you can share your, your, your comments to the person and give them 15 minutes to talk to you. 
so they can then you can understand them. You can ask them questions like, "What's your current level? Your morale level? How are you feeling about working in the company? Uh, what have you learned in the last week or two? What have you learned? What do you appreciate about the company?" You could ask them, "What do you feel we could do better?" That's a powerful one because how many how many owners do that? Ask their people what they could do better. So if they do that type of thing, in other words, they should have regular, quick meetings with their people, that's these new hires, to assess how they're doing. Because if if things aren't going well, they need to find that out so they can correct it. Okay. The other thing is. They need to find out what the person, what their career goals are, what they're trying to accomplish. Other than that, this is just a job to work and feed their family. You know, you need to go farther than that. See what what they want to accomplish in their life. Okay, if you can, and this doesn't happen with one or two conversations, but it does over a period of time. If you can see what what where they want to go. You can tailor that training to where they want to go. I know I did this with with the company when I owned my company. I did this, and I'll never forget. I had one fella. He was 18 years old. Came to work for me. He could not read or write. He was from Jamaica, and we saw he had a great attitude. We sat down with him. And he couldn't read our career letter, so we explained it to him. And we explained that as he took on responsibility and he learned, he'd make more money. Of course, we showed him how much more money. You know, he could double and triple the amount of money he was making, quadruple. And you know, from from that encouragement, that next year he got his GED, and he and you know, he was with me. I would say 15 years, and from a person who couldn't read or write, to when I sold my company in '99, he was the assistant operations manager for my entire company. So, you know, if you can show the person, you know, word, word, what they can accomplish on a career ladder, that's all part of that orientation, you know, onboarding uh, piece. Then they want to stay, and they want to learn, they want to grow, and that's exactly what he did. How you start makes for a better middle and ending. And speaking of ending, that's the end of this week's show. Again, that was Ed Laflamme talking with me, Jimmy Miller, on the Lawn and Landscape Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.